Shoppers, I think, are pretty aware that the supermarkets don't seem to be moving quickly enough to cut the plastic use in line with a new report that backs it up. Joining me now is a man that's uh, always hot on their tail, Professor Peter Newman, Distinguished Professor of Sustainability here at Curtin University. Hello, Peter. G'day. G'day. <laughs> what, what really surprises me, Peter, is that they aren't getting rid of the plastics that seem, you know, not essential because there is a cost to the producer. Yeah, it's it's a very slow process, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, you'd think we'd be further down the track because it's not as though we haven't been talking about this for a long time <laughs> and all the surveys show everybody wants to get rid of plastic because you can see it's causing so much of a problem and when it gets in the water, it's killing so many fish and, yeah. and it's probably getting into us as well now, they're saying, because it breaks down into micro. Uh, particles and nanoparticles that yeah. get into your blood. Yeah, big concern it really is. The, the report, which uh, you sort of touched on there, has found that plastic wrapped fresh fruit and veggies were often cheaper than loose produce. Why the heck is that? Uh, well, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> the change process is yeah. slow, and and the oil companies that provide the uh, you know, nine percent of their product goes into making plastic. Ah, oh, uh, right. They, there we go. Uh, ex- expanding that process, so it's a very big global phenomenon. Producing plastic, very important for them. Just as electric vehicles arrive, that they keep their business case going, and that's partly built around plastic because they make more money for plastic than they do out of oil for cars. Well, there's the answer. You know, I can't see why the supermarket should be supporting that, though. Does, is there a rebound effect on the supermarket? You know, does it cost them more well, to get away from that or what? Yeah, well, that they should be, uh, and they will do that if the public says every time that they check out at the tiller, that at the till, not the tiller, <laughs> um, and, and they say please don't provide plastic wrapping. It really annoys me. Can you please put plant-based wrapping only and then smile and walk out and that (laughs) gets transferred up the chain and more and more people are saying this, please, can we get it? And that will that will change the world. It's when yeah. the public really pushes it that things happen. Well, Janet, who's producing today on the phones, she showed me a photograph of um, a supermarket. I was in Europe, I think, somewhere where all their produce was just free. You could buy three of this and one of those and two of them and that sort of thing. And it just looked, it wasn't a market as such; it was a supermarket. So mm. it can be done, and it, it is happening somewhere. So it's up to us, is it really, to do something about this? It really is. Yeah. And it does help to have those stories of where it's happening and they go on living quite well and those businesses perform well. Every, nothing is actually lost. Mm. But that's the process of change. And, uh, you know, you and I have seen this happen on, on so many issues and, and they do take a while, but as soon as the public really starts running with it, the politics changes and the politics when then will change all of these businesses. Yeah. Even though they will try desperately to show, oh, yes, we're the cleanest place <laughs> possible. 
You'll die unless you have it wrapped in plastic. <laughs> we'll die if we have had it, have got it wrapped in plastic, it seems, that's for sure. I tell you one, and, and Janet just explained to me, there's a cucumber that you buy, a continental cucumber, I don't know what it is, and that's wrapped in glad wrap. Oh, my gosh, what a, I, I yeah. can't believe. But she was told that if it's not, it won't last very long or something. There's some excuse. Yeah, well, if they wrap it in cellophane or oh, some other plant-based right. product, it will also look after it. Good point. Any problem can be solved with plant-based materials rather than oil-based materials. That's yeah. the difference that we need to insist on. I remember when we went to plastic many, many years back because we were cutting down too many trees for paper bags to take our groceries home in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, <laughs> and, and there's a lot happened with the trees now, hasn't there? We've yeah. saved a lot of trees. Uh, because of the pressure of, of, of the uh, public. Civil society won that yeah. time and again. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting how the, how the world turns. Australia, you tell me, have four targets for how packaging should be produced by 2025. What are they, Peter? Oh, gosh, I wouldn't know. Okay. Um, these targets come and go, and yeah. uh, it, targets are important, but they all depend on the public being able to say this is what they want. Yeah. If the, the government says it's a target, uh, that can change because it will depend on the politics of it all in the end and targets yeah. come and go. So I'm, I'm you know, I, I believe in targets. They help the whole process. It's like they've started the journey. Yes, we'll have a target, but we want actual action. We sure do. We don't want to keep talking about all these problems and not do... Well, I know it does take time. It was the anti-smoking thing, Peter. How many years did that take? Goodness me. Yeah, now we've got vapes <laughs> coming back. I never come away. And it's, it's got even more nicotine and all kinds of other chemicals in it. And all the kids yeah. think it's cool. I know. Come on. Well, you know, when cigarettes were okay to be smoked behind the school shed, it was cool then for them to take it up, you know. It's it's perception, perception isn't it, of what's cool and what's yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah We've got to change that. that. And, and I couldn't stand it. it <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you choke on it in five seconds. <laughs> the report, apparently, Pete, released by, like you mentioned, it can break down and affect our health too, the Australian Marine Conservation Society and Boomerang Alliance, uh, found all supermarkets were not doing enough to cut it. We've just been speaking about that. In line with national targets, there's the target word again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What about what about Aldi? What have they done? Oh, they've come out on top with a score of two out of five for categories including transparency, plastic reduction, reusables, and recycling. Yeah, pressure pressure is uh, needed, isn't it? Yes, it is. And and there's a lot more pressure in Europe on this than here. Um, so. There's parts of America, like California, that are leading the way, and Europe, and, but yeah. uh, we, we need to be something that can recognise this is happening there and uh, just get on with it ourselves and show that we can do it just yeah. as easily as anywhere else. Peter, do you think the checkout girl is going, or the boy is going to take any notice if we say, could you possibly reduce your plastic, or do we have to go one step higher than that? Well, they're the ones who take it higher. You just say okay. to them and they tell their boss. They do, definitely. 20 people today have told me to get rid of the plastic and that goes up. Okay, that, See, well, as long as they do. Say, you can say to them, please tell your boss this. Yeah, yeah, good and point. 
uh, th- that's the only way. You can't find the managers. They're too, too hard to find. But you do have to check out. Okay. And when you do that, that message can go up to their level and then yeah. above them to the next level, and that will get heard. Good point. That's, the customer is the the centre of their world. They have to sit, sort out their customers or they all lose business. Look, you know, even if a dozen people per day as they're going through the checkout mentioned that in their own supermarkets, that's a start, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That would oh, be quite a, a bit. very important start. Yeah. And especially us baby boomers who look more distinguished and are <laughs> going to get very angry unless something <laughs> is done. Oh, we could put a message across, can't we, Peter? Yeah, well, we learned how to do that. Just look angry, that's enough. When you, when, you, when you get to on a pension, you don't want a big bag of carrots, you only want two. So, you know, that's a practical thing as well. Yeah, they're very practical <laughs> things that happen in markets, but they are changing, but this yeah. not quickly enough. No, you're absolutely right, Peter. You must find this very frustrating. But thank you always for sharing your frustrations with us. Thank you for joining us. Can I can I talk to you about trackless trams? In yes, yes, seconds? yes. Please do. Because today is the first showing of the trackless tram in Perth. It's the first city anywhere in the world to have a trackless tram outside China, and we have it. It's it's going to be shown to 150 VIPs, yeah. and then we have two days of a conference, and then next Sunday at the Sterling Council car park where they have the farmers market. Any one in the public can go and ride the trackless tram, which is a unique new kind of transportation device, and it is fabulous. If it's not on a track, I know I'm being a bit facetious here, doesn't it become a bus? Well, that's what everyone (laughs) says, but when you ride it, you'll see that it isn't it doesn't feel like a bus. Oh, okay. But it is following a track. It's a magnetic track. Oh. And these magnetic nails have been put in the road every metre. And it took two okay. hours or so to put them in. Okay. Very, very cheap. And it follows that track. Oh, okay. So that is, makes sense. It is a track. But it is not a big, expensive steel track or a big overhead wires track. It's got capacitors that get recharged at the station. And all of that is very, very smart and it really makes a difference because it's a tenth of the cost of the old trams. Okay, so where are we heading with this, Peter? You know what's going to happen, don't you? You Share it with us. If the public really want this, it's, it's going to be available and local governments are now saying they desperately want it and Stirling is leading the way on this and they've helped to bring it out here. And the mayor will be riding the tram tonight with all these VIPs saying, well, what are you going to do to make this the most important thing in our public transport system in the next five years? Because it will go to all the the uh, Metronet stations. It will go across the corridors instead of down them. The, the Metronet is a very important part, but we've got to get to it and get there easily and simply and the buses uh, don't quite do that. No. The buses can link into the to the uh, trackless tram corridors down the main roads. That's the key idea. But also, we want to get affordable housing built along those main roads, and that's a very good way to solve our housing prices. How what a great combination! So, getting this straight, there—if we did have the trackless trams going in, am I right? Getting into the suburbs, picking them up, and taking them to the train service or the bus service—would yeah, that be it? That's it? Perfect, perfect. You've been talking about this for years. Yeah, we have, but it's now here. 
Yep. It's been broadcast right. and we can see it. And we're the only place. So people coming from all over the world to have really? a look at this. We've got people from Africa, from America, from Europe and from across Australia. And we are all going to be working out what are the next steps in how we deliver this. Are we the so only country going. using it? Are we the only one at, the, at this time? We're the only one. Wow. We are the first to get it. And that's because of the research at Curtin University which showed that this was a really important next step. Nobody else in Europe or America could believe that an innovation would come out of China. Wow. Not just copying something from the West, they actually innovated with using high-speed rail as the model, putting it in a bus, transforming it into a train-like system and it is very special so uh, we found that we rode it and we mm. said well, this is it this is the next thing and we've you know produced a book and 10 papers and the world actually has learnt about it from us so Gosh. we've been able to bring it here in recognition of that work where is it being manufactured peter well it's at the moment being manufactured in china but it can be manufactured here and entirely uh, welcomed that way because they can't make enough of them in China at the moment because of their cities that mm. need them so much. So they're very happy to do, to do them here. And the company already makes trains here as part of the deal with Metronet here and in other states. So, yeah, it's easy to get that organised. We make buses here and, and we can... Like trains, buses and trackless trams in Perth. Can I just ask you then, just finally, where this bus is, ta where it is taking up from, you mentioned that, uh, is it the Stirling Farmers Markets on the, this coming Sunday. Where does the, is it driverless and can people hop on board or do they pay to go on board? Don't have to pay, just have to be there. It's between 8 and 11 uh, at the moment, but I think there's going to be so many people there, they'll keep it going. But the... Uh, uh, yeah, look, it has a driver, but it is essentially autonomous, and you'll see that the driver will just be have his hands off the wheel, oh. and he, he will show them how he can drive it if you need to. But uh, the reality is, it's uh, it's got all of those qualities of driverlessness. Yeah, but it, it's it's uh, completely safe. It's and being certified to make it safe. And what about the speed? And does it have a, a specific laneway? Uh, well, it can, uh, and some parts of some of our roads will need that. But if you wanted to run it down Beaufort Street, for example, it would just run down the the uh, okay uh, that that special uh, bus lane that's been provided. And and there are plans to do this down Scarborough Beach Road and yeah. other streets like South Street in Fremantle, okay. uh, out to out to Murdoch Station. Lots of plans being drawn up. And parts of them have the need to repair the road a bit and others say, no, that'll be okay to run on that okay. road with the traffic. If it's not on the magnetic field, uh, which you have laid down in specific areas, do they run on fuel? No, they, they have batteries uh, that enable it to run right. 
to the depot and they can run a you know take take off in a different direction it just the driver presses the red button and <laughs> takes over and drives it away i can't wait for this this sounds fantastic it really does getting people to the station because there's so many outlying suburbs they have to drive their car so it's defeating the purpose and the car parks get blocked up and that's a great concept it really is congratulations to everyone concerned here at curtin university thank you very much peter Thank you. Thank you. Always a great chat. Radio.